What's up, friends? Welcome to Web3 Academy, a place for entrepreneurs, creators, and marketers to explore and learn how to use Web3 to transform business models and create thriving communities. Enjoy this next episode. GM, GM, what's up, Web3 doers? Welcome to Web3 Academy. It is the weekly doer spotlight. I am your co-host, Jay. And as always, I have my fellow co-host, Kyle Reedhead with me. What's up, Kai? What's up, friends? Happy to be here for another round. Today on the pod, we have Grant Magdance. Super stoked to have Grant on the pod. Grant worked for Common Stock uh, for years, which is Web2 Social Network. So he's got a really great background in growth of Web2 Social Networks. And we're going to get into his rabbit hole story, but he grew common stock and was part of growing them from eight people to 35 people and uh, has taken that experience now to GM. Uh, he joined the GM team as the third founder in February uh, after uh, a few months, I think, of talking in the background to the team uh, at GM. Uh, and as so many of us has just been sucked into the Web3 rabbit hole. Uh, and once you're there, uh, you can't go out. Welcome to the show, Grant. Great to have you today. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Really, really excited for, for this chat today. Awesome. Us too. So why don't we just start as we always do? We we love to hear uh, the Web3 rabbit hole story. You know, what sort of take us back to uh, the the first crypto you bought, the first NFT you bought, you know, how, how who who got you into it? Uh, is there one person who sort of told you? Um, how did how did you kind of fall down the rabbit hole the first time? Yeah, um, I'd say my, my crypto journey uh, was kind of a step function. Uh, started off, so I, I studied computer science um, in school, and uh, at the time, like Bitcoin was was definitely around. Um, I was talking about. Um, I didn't know much about it. I took a distributed systems class and we talked about Bitcoin. Uh, I wish I had thought more. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Which I had uh, thought a little more in depth about it at the time, beyond just purely uh, uh, kind of like technical um, distributed system. Uh, so that, that was like absolutely like very first exposure. Kind of like had an idea of what Bitcoin was and, and how it worked. Um, did not know much more than that. It was not part of the community. Did not buy any. Um, and then in uh, 2017, um, when uh, that bull market happened, really got kind of like sucked in. Um, to ETH, really still didn't know anything what I was doing. Um, bought a lot of altcoins that didn't go anywhere. Um, <laughs> did buy some ETH, which I, which I was happy about. But like, like to be totally honest, was like pretty in it for the games. The technology was like interesting, but I, I, I didn't, again, think about it in depth enough. Um, didn't truly dive down the rabbit hole enough. Um, and also wasn't really surrounded by uh, kind of many people who, who um, kind of like understood it at that level. So things quieted, quieted down kind of uh, in the 2017, early 2018. Um, still followed it some, but, but not nearly the same. And then um, when it really started uh, kind of like making a comeback in 2019, 2020, mm -hmm. um, started following again. That's really when I would say like truly, truly like in, started internalizing a lot about um, Web3 and a lot about crypto and started reading more, start talking to more people about it. Um, and that's kind of like, like once I started seeing kind of like DeFi, that's probably like the first thing I, I got into. Cause when I got out of it and whatever it was 20, like 2018, like 
even I was like just like I remember like Maker kind of coming out like online. I can't remember like Compound, but like did not understand what they were actually doing. Um, and I kind of remember coming back and like, oh wow, these projects are like these are legit, and they have yeah. <laughs> like billions of dollars in them. Like, like these are these are like like really legitimate products. They're solving really cool problems. Um, so uh, I think that's really kind of like what hooked me is that okay, like again the use case thing, right? Like here are like very like clear real use cases kind of like of crypto beyond just um, like sending money across borders and, and things like that. Um, so DeFi uh, and then NFTs first, first intro NFTs was uh, Top Shot. I, I kind of like had heard <laughs> NFTs before, but like Top Shot came around. I was like, oh, this is like, like I, I follow sports. Some of them are crazy sports fan. I follow some. And um, uh, Mike and I were actually like, like uh, we were, uh, we, we uh, worked together before. So Mike's, Mike's the other co-founder. We were working together at Comstock. Um, and we were like worked together for a week. We were, we were living in different places, worked together for a week um, just to, I don't know, have, have someone to work with because we were always working from home. Um, and I remember we like, there was like the NFT craze and we're like, like, like starting and we're like, find top shots and like starting to look into it. And again, like most things did not, did not dive deep enough down the rabbit hole to, <laughs> to really like make the most of it. But again, there's something that's like, okay, like I, I can see how, how valuable this is. And then the last step function had really happened, um, about, about a year ago, um, I took like the, the, uh, consensus has like a, a solidity bootcamp. Um, that's like three months. Um, and that was honestly like really, really leveled up kind of my understanding of, um, kind of like, like Ethereum in particular, but, but kind of like smart contracts in general, like before I'd understood how they worked and had poked around with them some, but it was, it was really, really cool. Like, oh, wow. Like I, I can mm. see kind of the, the, especially as a developer, like, like the power of kind of like building these composable systems on, on top of, on top of smart contracts. So that's kind of the whole journey. And then now working it full time. Um, but that's, yeah, that's the journey. I love it. I love to hear, love to hear the rabbit hole stories. Uh, there's so many fun things that, that went on over the years. Um, let's step back for a second though. And why don't you just tell us what GM is? I mean, we hear GM all the time. Jay says it's <laughs> before every episode <laughs> yeah, yeah. and uh, I'm sure there are people who don't know what GM is. So why don't we start off with some context? Uh, and, uh, Grant, why don't you just give us kind of the high level over you? Like, what is GM? What are you guys, what are you guys doing? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so our domain is, is gm.xyz. Um, so that's that's website. You can you can find us there. Um, uh, there's kind of a short term and a long term kind of like vision here. Um, the long term vision is kind of create a user owned um, kind of decentralized social network, and we we can get into more about kind of like the the issues with with existing uh, kind of like Web two social networks. But that's kind of like the long term vision. Um, the short-term vision, kind of like getting there, um, social networks had this like classic cold start problem, right? Like how do you get someone to whatever, go to a bar where no one's at? How do you get the first five people to show up? Um, uh, and uh, the short-term is to uh, create um, kind of like tooling for communities and kind of a place for um, uh, Web3 communities, whether that's DAOs, uh, NFT projects, um, kind of whatever it is. Uh, to uh, kind of spin up their communities, actually run their communities in a much more kind of like Web3 native fashion. Um, so that's kind of how we see is like on board to solve this, this cold start problem is there's very real problems that these um, communities face, uh, mostly on Discord, but across the board, um, it's, not, mm -hmm. it's not Discord specific. Uh, and solving those problems to bring people on board. And then um, once there are kind of communities on board, then we can start working on kind of like the more generic uh, social network aspect um, and the decentralization. 
Yeah, we, we had uh, we had Brad from Lens Protocol on the podcast uh, maybe a month or so ago. So we we got to dive a lot into sort of the Web3 awesome. social side of things. And I want to pick your brain on that and, and see where you guys align and, and, and don't align maybe. Yeah. Uh, but I think we'll, we'll we'll hold off on that. Let's let's go with kind of what your guys' current product is, which is kind of solving problems for existing tokenized communities or DAOs. Um, right now, we all use Discord, and I think I see a tweet every single day, at least, of someone saying Discord's the worst platform ever, mm-hmm. and everyone's always you know losing their mind about Discord. I personally don't mind Discord. I know Jay also doesn't like Discord. I think I don't hate it. Um, I always just say like, what's the alternative and like, what, what can we do to improve it? Cause I honestly don't really know. What do you find um, is the sort of UX issues or, or just overall issues with discord right now? And I guess what is GM doing to try to, to solve that or improve on that? Yeah. Great question. Um, so I'll say like, like discord as a product, is a very good product, right? It's, it's like, like, like discord is being misused is what I would say. Um, or discord is not being designed kind of for, for these large web three communities, so Discord works great if you are kind of like a group of friends and you game, right? It works great um, for it works at least decently for like distribution style things as well. Um, but where it breaks down is exactly kind of what crypto communities are, which are kind of these like like loosely hierarchical kind of like large kind of like organizations, right? Um, where it's not just a top-down thing. It's not like one person or like five people trying to distribute information. It's also not like 20 people just like all chatting together. It's kind of, it's like, it's like sometimes there are five people who need to reach everyone. Other times there are like 50,000 people that are all trying to like talk to the same 50,000 people <laughs> or five people. And right. um, we get on Discord is, the, 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 there's a few problems. The, the, the biggest issue is that like chat doesn't scale to the size of most crypto communities. And that's really like the fundamental issue that, that we see. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a lot of ramifications of, of this. Um, one is it's it's difficult for community moderators, and community managers to distribute information because um, a lot of stuff gets lost um, in, in all the noise, right? I like, I'm sure you've been in discord channels when like mints are going on, right? It's like, it's just like chaotic and you it's have chaos. to know it's chaos. And you have, there's a lot of like tribal knowledge around like, okay, like this is where, like this is like the channel that they are going to post announcements to, right? And it's like fairly standardized. Like usually it's called announcements, but like not always. Um, and it, it's it's difficult. Um, it is uh, it's also really hard for community members to stay up to date with the communities they care about, right? Because like, okay, I, I'll go to the announcements channel. Like I can do that, right? But then it's like, where, like, where, where do I go for anything else, right? Any other quality mm-hmm. discussion? Um, anything on discord is kind of like lost in a week right so um unless it's in like one of these announcement channels that's like unidirectional and these are like actual conversation that's happening and even that could be like whatever some like snapshot proposals right something that's like pretty important (laughs) to the community most that stuff is lost um almost immediately and going back and like sifting through all like chat messages um to find the stuff that's important is really hard and if you're a part of whatever, if there are even five communities you want to keep up with, right, you're probably checking like 10 to 20 channels a day per community, right? And you're talking about like, mm-hmm. in order to keep up, right, you're, you're checking like hundreds of channels a day in order to keep up. And then you have to read all the messages and discern kind of like, okay, this is just like, like banter. This is like, whatever, something I don't care about, or this is actually like really helpful 
discussion. And even if you find a helpful discussion, it's difficult because it's chat with large groups of people. It's difficult to follow discussions sometimes too. Mm -hmm. I say, okay, like which message they reply to and you like click up to it and mm -hmm. scroll down. Mm -hmm. It's like, okay, that's a different question. It's unrelated. And so there's, there's all these, there's all these kind of like issues. And again, it's, it's not, it, it's, it's a problem inherent to real-time chat with large groups of people. It's, it's not really a problem inherent to Discord, mm -hmm. um, other than Discord is real-time chat and they use it for large, large numbers of, um, of participants. So that, that's kind of like a whole category and probably like the biggest pain point that we see. And I, I, I don't know, but with a lot of the people that we talk to, that's typically where the sentiment of like, oh, I hate Discord comes from is yeah. it's overwhelming like yeah. let's see my like i've 869 unread messages on discord right now right like that's like and most of them like i'm sure 865 i don't care about right like that's, right. that's right. the reality of it um and uh and i think that it's also the other, the other thing i'll say about, about discord i think um some of the maybe like the more experienced moderators we talk to um talk about is it it it's really because Discord can be difficult and really intimidating. It's kind of this barrier to entry for new people who are interested in your project. Mm -hmm. so people have to be like yeah, pretty cool. interested initially yeah. to get involved. And I, I've had this experience where like I've been on the fringes of communities and like I usually fall off. Once I get over them, I like really in it, then it's great, right? You feel the community, which is what chat mm -hmm. is so great with, right? You feel the community, that real time interaction, like you mm -hmm. get questions answered, like it, it really is incredible. But that, that barrier to entry, is oftentimes really high. So there's a lot of people who could be interested in your community who may convert to like really like engaged community members um, who just fall off because it's like, okay, I don't have enough time to understand how this community is organized, right? There's 80 channels. I have no idea how you organize. And then number two, I'm not interested enough right now to actually like try to keep up with, with the um, kind of things that I care about. So that's kind of like one whole problem. Second problem with Discord, I'll be, I'll be a lot faster on this one. Um, the, the second problem that we see a lot and talk to community managers a lot, and this is actually like really much more like emotional, emotional problem for community monitors is there's a lot of spam on discord and yeah. discord makes it mm -hmm. really hard to get rid of spam. And there's, there's a number of different reasons for this DMS kind of being like, like universal in one spot makes it really hard. Mm -hmm. There's no discord being isolated, like being this, this silo, there's no way to like, like figure out like real identity or just kind of like have some like, not even, not even necessarily like real, like real world identity, but there's not an easy way to verify whether this person is who they say they are, or if they have mm -hmm. any clout or anything like that. Like at least on Twitter, if someone like, like DMZ, right. You can go look at their profile, right? Like, right, okay. Like right. how many followers they have yeah. people that I like, I follow, follow them. Like, what are mm -hmm. they tweeting about? Like, like you can get a sense of that. Right. Um, but on Discord, that's really hard, right? People can just change their username to some mod and DM you. And um, it's, it's a really, really painful experience. And um, it not only like ruins a lot of people's experiences, like in particular communities, it can really ruin people's experiences kind of like with crypto in general. So that's, mm -hmm. that's another area that we see and support's very closely related to that because um, a lot of spam happens, a lot of uh, kind of like scams happen kind of like through like like what users think are support channels um so those, those are kind of like the biggest the biggest pain points that, that we see with discord and the ones that we're really focused on trying to solve it's great great explanation jay would you agree with that anything you would add yeah <laughs> yeah i would i would completely agree i think the, the few things to just quickly add that came up for me were one i remember one 
one discord that I'm quite active in that is just like you said, it's like, it's like a flowing river that if you aren't staring at that, that river every minute, you, mm-hmm. you miss like an entire, yeah. you know, you can miss great, like hundred yeah. comments. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and then, and then you feel like you have no idea what's going on. It's so hard yeah. to get back into. And so this, this one discord community, somebody started uh, offering virtual assistance within the discord so you could hire Mm -hmm. a virtual assistant who would basically manage your discord and i was like whoa like that's a ridiculous solution (laughs) to this problem like you're telling me that if i want to be active in web3 i need to go hire a virtual assistant who manages all my discords (laughs) like that was one funny solution that i did not hire a virtual assistant i was like (laughs) wow like maybe that's what i need to do the other thing i think that comes up for us a lot is this idea of i think this is more me being upset with some founders is mm. I think a lot of founders are using discord to build an audience, not build mm. a community. Kyle always uses the metaphor of discord is like your community center or your community mm-hmm. hall, not your, um, your, your megaphone, right. uh, to, to broadcast. create your audience yeah. to broadcast. Yeah. And so I think that distinction is also really important because I think that, that distinction is what is causing a lot of these issues where you have 50,000 people in a discord, you know, I don't know, can you, and this might be a separate conversation, but like, can you create a 50,000 person community? Like, is that really the right steps to building community that, you know, I'm, I'm kind of talking more about community versus audience now, but that's the other thing that, uh, that sort of pops into my head. Yeah. Those, those are, oh, go ahead, Kyle. No, no, take it away. Um, we, we talk about this in, in, in uh, I think this is similar, but uh, kind of like a different frame. We talk about it's like internal versus external communication a little bit, right? Yeah, There's this yeah. like external, like top of funnel that communities are really interested in. And it's really important, right? It's really important for communities to have like top of funnel, at least for a lot of communities that are like, understand, like interested in people like knowing about their project and asking questions and things like that. And then there's kind of this like internal, like actual like community, right? Like people who are like really involved in it, who aren't just like kind of interested in keeping up, but who are actually doing like the, the day-to-day things. I think, you're exactly right. Like discord is oftentimes being used for both those things. And mm-hmm. it's, it's not right. really a megaphone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's actually why we started a newsletter. Cause we, and sort of the podcast too, is like mm-hmm. originally we want to start a community and we were like, wait a minute, you can't start a community on its own in, in discord. We need to have another way to speak to people to broadcast like your radio yeah. station or your television. And then when they need to get shit done or have questions, you go into the discord and that's where you can communicate. That's the way I see it. I'm curious though. Um, maybe there is, and really what I see then is like, it's like Discord is not a scalable way to build community. You need to have the podcast, the newsletter to scale the like announcements and the news and whatever. And then you have the Discord to like communicate. Is what GM is doing then? Like, are you guys trying to find a way that you can scale the social aspect? Um, like, how are you guys trying to solve some of these Discord issues? Or do you just see it the same way as we do? And it's like, we don't need, you can't have it all in one. You got to have your like broadcasting over here and then your social aspect over here like how do you guys think through that yeah um so where the product started this is actually kind of this has been kind of like a a, a journey for us it's been, we've learned a lot kind of in the process of this kind of where the product started is very much like okay like the issue is chat and like let's create a platform that is like a kind of like a, a crypto native reddit 
right? Form and post, right? Form and post, great for long-form content, great for large discussion, great for separating signal and noise because people can upvote and downvote. You can come back, like if you go to whatever, ETH Finance on Reddit, you don't need to read every single post and every single comment to find mm -hmm. generally what the community thinks is valuable, right? Like you can sort it and you can look at the top 15 things from the last week or last month, you can kind of catch up quickly on what you missed. So um, there's a lot of advantages for, um, for forum kind of style communication, especially in, in large communities. And you see this in, in Web3, right? Um, you see communities like Bankless and others like spin up discourse, right? Mm -hmm. Which is like open source forum style. It's where they do oftentimes governance proposals, budgeting, kind of things like that, right? Things where you need large scale discussions and it's like mm -hmm. long, long, long form content. So that's kind of our idea of, of solving this at first. It's like, okay, like we do like form style um, and that will kind of like address the issues. And uh, we learned that I was pretty naive um, because chat has a lot of benefits to it. There's a lot of great things with chat. Um, again, it's great for small communities, right? Like if you have 10 people, it's like fantastic. Or if you want to have it like a quick group of whatever of the moderators or whatever like devs like it chat's fantastic for that chat's really good for building community like form style like it's something we've learned like form style communication like i don't know like you you can build community like like reddit like there's communities and subreddits and things like that mm -hmm. for sure but not in the same way it is on discord there's like mm -hmm. there's a difference and there's a level of like like connection that you can have with someone or a group of people in real-time chat that you can't it's like have a, yeah it's real time that's why right it's, it's like real time exactly agreed okay. yeah it's like people it's 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 like a it's it's only like a slight shift away from like an, an actual conversation right it's mm -hmm. like the medium is different but the feeling is the same um right. and we see this with communities and this is probably like our biggest we, we talk communities and we see communities need both right um Again, Bankless has discourse. They also have Discord. ETH Finance has a pretty active Discord, right? So they have like, they have a subreddit that's one of the more active subreddits on Reddit. And they also have like a very active Discord. Um, we also see this both with Reddit and Discord. Um, Reddit is rolling out or at least with specific communities has um, uh, chat style posts now. You can post something instead of comments, it can be a chat room. And we see communities hmm. communities use this. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with Project Stepin, but they have a uh, in in their in their subreddit they have a post that's pinned to the top. It's just like, hey, like this is just like the chat room, like, whatever. Like people drop in, hmm. like chat about things. Like, um, and Discord is rolling out forum style channels as well. So Discord it's in beta right now, um, but they are essentially taking um, pretty much how it is implemented is it's their threading feature just that like a message that the like root message is now like a post mm -hmm. and then the threads threads are comments. So across the board, we see this as something that that's, that's needed. Um, so uh, we're sorry, we, we are just about to roll out chat um, on, on GM. So we see it kind of as a place um, to kind of get both of those uh, where for announcements, for, governance proposals for whatever it is if you want feedback from your community there are um like actual posts that you can post um you can have comments you can have upvotes we just rolled out um roles so uh we have like a full role system where you can say for these we call them topics for the, like these certain topics 
um, these people and can be based on tokens. These like certain token holders have access to only view this um, or these certain people can uh, post, but they can't, um, but this like, uh, like you, you pretty much have it. So like it's, it's view, comment and post and you can kind of slice and dice that um, mm -hmm. across your community in, in any way possible. Um, so how we see we're, we're, we're starting to be more in the middle th than we used to be um, in terms of like, is like a forum style or is chat like the way to go? Um, we've kind of converged on like, hey, like communities really need both for very different reasons. Mm. Um, and that the the hope is that um, come by by having an outlet for uh, for long form content, that it'll be easier to stay up to date on like the most important things that, that you mm. care about. Because if you're again, if you're a moderator, if you're like having discussions, like that stuff should happen in kind of like a post. Um, whereas kind of the more real time stuff will, will happen in chat. So it sounds like the the merge of like the Reddit style and the Discord style is like is like where this is all going. And Reddit's already doing it. Discord's already doing it. And the GM is now trying to do it. I'm curious, like, what does GM do? Like, Discord is pretty big. Reddit is huge. Like, you guys are trying to take on some behemoths here. Uh, is it the is it the fact that you guys are going the kind of the Web three native side? Like, cool thing I notice when I get to GM is like you immediately have to sign in with your wallet. Um, I could join, I'm part of Bankless DAO, so I could immediately join into uh, the Bankless Academy community. And it just looked into my wallet, saw that I had enough tokens and boom, I was mm -hmm. in. Um, Discord, you can't do that. Reddit doesn't even have this functionality though they are talking about building these kind of things. Um, but is that your sort of like um, bread and butter that you think is the thing that's gonna elevate you guys? Or is there something else that you guys have that you're that you're building in as well? No, you're, you're uh, absolutely right. That like having a wallet connected, um, mm -hmm gives us uh, like an advantage um, in a way that like Red and Discord will like never be able to compete with. Um, mm -hmm. Like fundamentally they, they can try, but at the end of the day, um, that primitive is uh, opens up all these doors. Um, so kind of the stage we are in now, we kind of like shift back and forth. And the stage we are in now is that there's kind of a lot of just like basic functionality that communities need um, to run their community that's not has that doesn't really have anything to do with web three um again they kind of need chat we think they need mm -hmm. forums they need some sort of roles right they need ways to put up rules and faqs mm -hmm. right there's kind of like all these basic things that a community kind of community needs and then there's a lot of things that user needs right they want to be able to have push notifications they want to have a mobile app right they want to be able to mute certain people. They want to be able to follow certain people. They want to be able to like set their notification preferences, right? There's, there's kind of a lot of things that um, in this day and age that, that users just kind of expect out of the box um, kind of with, with any application, whether that's web three, web two, um, whatever it is. Um, so a lot of what we're focused on right now is, is building out kind of like the, the basic um, kind of like tooling uh, that communities and users need for it to be useful at all. Um, there is some like web three stuff. I mean, like, again, like you said, like you can, you can token gate, um, communities, you can token gate specific roles. Um, we pull in like NFTs and POAPs onto like users profiles. Like you can see all that sort of stuff. Um, so that's there. Uh, but the really cool stuff is, is yet to come kind of around, um, around web three. And like, like here, here's, here's one of the ones I'm really excited about. And I don't know if you will build this full disclosure. I don't know if we will build this. I think there's a lot of potential. Um, so before I joined uh, GM, we had a, there was a user, there's, I, I honestly think this happened like Thanksgiving day. Um, there's a user who uh, created a, uh, a username that had like a slur in it. 
Um, so uh, they were banned. Um, they came back immediately with a different account. Their band came back immediately with a different account because part of the issue is that now it's really easy to create accounts because it's just the wallet. Um, and uh, Mike and Matt had this really good idea, which is like, okay, let's just gain signups by having some amount, minimum amount of ETH in your wallet. Um, and they did that and the person stopped, didn't come back. And um, we've seen that happen before. So there was a, uh, early on in the project or a lot of people would come just like, like this, like when all the like airdrops are happening or like come to like, like, and just like post a bunch of like called content and, like, and, and some like genuine spam. Um, uh, and uh, we bumped up, we kind of like looked at how much ETH people had in their wallets and we like bumped up like a little bit over the average. And it was like, it, it wasn't much. I mean, like at the time, I think it was like $10 in ETH. Now it's like $2 in ETH. It's pretty much just like non-zero is, is about mm. the threshold. Um, <laughs> and we have had almost no spam. And hmm. part of that is that we are small for sure, right? Like there has to be hmm. some value. Um, but one thing that you could do that we could do, which is really exciting, is that uh, I think the, the takeaway here for our, our takeaway, at least, is that like having like it, it doesn't take much um, friction to kind of like render spam like cost ineffective, right? Like if it's free, why mm -hmm. not spam, right? If it's slightly expensive, like spam doesn't work all that often. If it has some cost to it, um, it starts being pretty ineffective. Um, and the idea here was like, okay, if you have to like pay a couple bucks in gas every time you want to like load up a new wallet to spam, like it's probably not going to be worth it. Um, so we've talked about some with communities is, is uh, potentially allowing communities to set up roles where users would be required to like essentially stake something, right? And if they're mm -hmm. deemed kind of like a bad actor in some way, like similar to proof of stake, like they could be slashed. slashed. And we like, it's, we, we need to feel like we don't have a lot of clarity on what this actually looks like, right? There's a ton of questions around like, what would they actually stake? Like, what does that smart contract look like? What does it mean? I mean, biggest question, what does it mean to be deemed a bad actor who gets to decide mm -hmm. that, right? Like, that's not probably like, you can't like mathematically prove something is spam like you can in certain cases um, of uh, proof of stake. So there, there's a lot of details to figure out then, but like, that's something that we can do that Reddit and Discord just right. won't be able to do. And there's there's kind of there's there's a lot of things that we could kind of explore in that area, but that's only available because we have users' wallets connected. Right. I'm fired up about that. That is <laughs> that is huge, huge unlock. Because you said before, one of the biggest problems it with Discord is the spam issue. And not only is it a big problem because people are losing money and you know, it affects, it is, it is a huge turnoff for onboarding to web three. And that is a problem for all of us, right? Mm, like absolutely. everybody in the space, anytime somebody gets, has a negative experience and gets scammed, they might leave and never come back. And 100%. I, I don't think we can downplay that. Right. So yeah, I'm, that is, yeah, it's, it's, that would be incredible if you guys could solve that. And I think you nailed it. It's not, it's not, a, it's not, it doesn't have to be, I mean, it doesn't have to be some, you know, huge amount of money that people have. We've talked about the same thing with, with email previously on the podcast. We talked about how uh, there was a, a, a product that was looking to just basically do the same thing with email in order to send an email to somebody, you would have to pay like a mm. pennies, Micro. but because it was costing pennies, 
then spammers wouldn't do it anymore. And you might solve the email spam issue too. So yeah, respect. <laughs> yeah. Someone's got to no, figure it's, it's, it out. No, someone, someone does. And it's, it's like, it, it's, yeah, it's something that, that crypto enables, right? Um, in a way that would be like, you might be able to do something like that in like a web tool, but it'd be hard, right? Need really. Credit card information, like, like issue refunds. I mean, it's just kind of like, it'd be kind of a pain. Right. So I, I want to get into sort of the, the, um, the future of Web3 Social in a second, but I'm curious, a lot of our audience has communities or is building communities, whether that's like NFTs or DAOs or whatever. Is GM getting into trying to be like, all the DAO tools, like when you're a DAO, for example, you want to do something with voting and you might use like Snapshot or you want to, you know, um, do coordinate where you want to send out tokens to people yeah. who have been helping and whatever. <laughs> so like right now in the DAO space, everything is everywhere. And there's just a million different tools. Um, yeah. You said one of Discourse, I think you said Bankless uses. Is like, are you guys trying to build in all those tools as well? Or will you like open up APIs and integrate a bunch of tools in? Or what's, what are you guys thinking there? Yeah, really great question. It, it's the latter. Um, like, like we, we see ourselves at like our bread and butter is like the communication. Um, okay. Like, like we don't plan to build something like Coordinate or Snapshot or um, any of those. It's like I, I would say that this this isn't again. The, don't don't hold me to this. But I think a loose mental model is that like if it's kind of like in Discord or done by like a Discord bot, that's kind of something that where like we're, we're looking at and talking to, to community members about. Um, right. If it's if it's really like its own separate application, um, like Coronate, Snapshot, I mean, they work, right? And, and people use them because it, like they solve very real problems. And um, yeah, I, I don't really see us like getting kind of like into that space. Yeah. I think absolutely there's like, we will integrate with those at some point. I think there's like a ton of kind of like really cool things that we could do to integrate with um, with a snapshot in, 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 can you just like, again, other discord bots do, but where you could easily see, right. You could have whatever, like a forum post and you could integrate with, with snapshot. You could actually pull in like live counts to that or something, right. Or you could actually pull in, you could actually look and you could see, um, again, I don't know if we'll actually do this, but you could actually see in someone's community because we have public address, you could actually see what they voted on in, in different proposals, right. You could see like, mm -hmm. Oh, this person voted on this proposal or this person, person like voted this way on this proposal, right? Um, and there's kind of like a lot of things that, that we could do um, around integrating, which is really exciting, but not not in terms of replacing. Okay. So do you see yourselves then as, the one thing I'm, I'm constantly trying to figure out from the UX part of communication with the community is, where's the homepage? There doesn't yeah. seem to be a homepage. So when we talk about this, you know, DAO tech stack, for example, you know, you've got Coordinate, you've got, uh, snapshot to manage governance uh so is is gm the homepage, or is there i'm just curious what your thought where is the home yeah. where do you think the home where does it fit in that's right so homepage for the community you're saying right like what, what's yes, like, like for where, the where community do you like yeah 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 not their marketing um, homepage, but community homepage. yeah i mean i, I think it, it's it's an excellent question I, what i would say is that um it probably depends depending on like the the uh uh stage of the kind of like of the community mm -hmm. um i mm -hmm. think early stages um it probably will like like if, like we hope at least they think there probably will be something like like gm right like mostly all they have is like because there's, there's a lot of communities out there that don't even have tokens yet right like they're like they're like mm -hmm. communities they're like calling themselves DAOs. they're like more just like kind of a group of people like really interested in 
like in in crypto and that, that's awesome right it, no, i'm not disparaging that at all um i think for a community like that that really is solely based around around communication like the communication um kind of like platform would be uh, uh kind of like would be the homepage. um one of the things that we would like to do that, that's on our roadmap um and this goes into kind of like again progressive centralization things like that is to open up our apis um because one one of the i like for for larger communities on the others because we'll talk to we've talked to a few communities um or like few like communities that are trying to start that have existing brands and things like that will have like a couple hundred thousand people and they're interested in like owning their brand right like like they don't want to be c slash whatever on gm understandably right they want you to go to community dot whatever x.com mm -hmm. and you're there and i think um for larger communities i think that's probably where we'll go is that they will own the experience and they will integrate um into coordinate into snapshot but also into gm to pull kind of like the community and social and we were um even talking with other people about that about who have like communities themselves and they're interested in gm being like the the comment section effectively right can they integrate right. gm into like they want to post their own like like proprietary research but they don't want to build a comment system they don't want to like deal with that so they're like hey like can we integrate with gm and like use GM to, to like back this, this um, like comment system, um, but really for the most part own the user experience for, for our members. Um, so that's, mm -hmm. that's the route that, that we're planning on going um, is opening up these APIs and GM.xyz is like one place that you could go to interact with the community, but other people could spin up other clients. Um, communities could spin up their own clients that are specific to their communities, um, all kind of built on, on top of GM. So that, that's kind of like the, the future that we envision at least. So when we talk about ownership of communities, um, right now I look in the Web3 space and there's like there's GM, which is kind of like the Reddit. Uh, and then there's like Lens Protocol, which I mean, is the underlying social graph. But what's on it right now is like the Lenster, which is kind of like your Facebook or your Instagram sort mm -hmm. of thing. So fairly different things here. One sort of social building audiences, one's focused on communities. Um, the difference that I see right now, and this is something that you guys say, is that you're going to progressively decentralize, right? Like Lens mm -hmm. Protocol is like, Everything you do on there, you basically own. It's minted as an NFT. Right now, anyway, GM is not that way. Other than connecting in and integrating with Web3, it itself as a platform, I guess, is not Web3, technically. Um, talk about like why you started that way, if you can, um, and like what this whole progressively decentralized, progressively decentralized means and like what that looks like in the end. What's the plan there? Yeah, absolutely. Um so yeah, we're really upfront about this. Um, this whole post on on our website in the about section, kind of about it. Um, we are not like decentralized. Like our tech stack is like AWS. Like we are a very traditional Web two tech stack. Um, I think that the simplest way to put this is that like we read from the blockchain. We don't write to the blockchain. Um, so we're not like we don't have like in house smart contracts. We're not issuing NFTs or tokens. Um, but we are like like you said, um, integrating with the blockchain, like reading data and validating data. What, what like Twitter's doing with PFPs and say with Instagram. Yeah, testing yeah, it, exactly, know? exactly. Um, so that that's where we are right now. Um, and the the fundamental um, the fundamental reason is that uh, decentralization has a lot of benefits. It has a lot of drawbacks too. Um, mm -hmm. The biggest drawback is uh, the uh, speed at which you can iterate and develop. Um, and this is true, like, this isn't even true just in technology, right? Like, like democracy is a fairly decentralized form of governance um, compared to others. And it is also partly what makes it really slow um, mm. and infuriating slow, right? 
but it's decentralized and there's a lot of benefits and it's like yeah like we'll take when it comes to government like we'll, we'll take we'll take those trade-offs right um same is true for 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 building technology the the speed at which we can ship um is 10x if not 100x faster um than on decentralized architecture and uh part of that is just because it's decentralized uh, in nature and part of it is because like the infrastructure the tooling just like isn't there um and uh the next step of this because like there's no like moving fast isn't necessarily good in and of itself but we really believe that in order like the best way to build a product that's valuable um and to get to a product that's valuable is to just like iterate fast and ship quickly um and that that is one of the biggest advantages that we have over incumbents and other people in the space is that we just feel like we can out execute um and that our goal is like first and foremost to build a valuable product because that is when decentralization matters right like to, to us decentralization doesn't matter if no one is using it and oftentimes um i mean maybe this is controversial but oftentimes i think decentralization um is, is kind of like a, a hammer looking for a nail a little bit um and there are very valid uses and real like genuine uses of decentralization but it seems like something that just like everything is decentralized it has to be decentralized if you're not decentralized right like it's it's not like good enough um and i think that uh yeah like there's there's very real trade-offs in that um until we get something that's that's actually providing genuine value to users um we think it's much better for us to be able to move fast and do things like ship roles in a month right ship real-time chat like we're gonna ship real-time chat in about a month and I, I, I you just like couldn't do that um, kind of on, on decentralized architecture. Um, I, I also so, I agree with that yeah. completely. I also feel like you don't need to be decentralized until the thing that you want to be decentralized is like makes a huge impact when you make a decision yeah. or it's holding a lot of value. But like until mm -hmm. which I mean, GM hopes to be that in the future, but like yeah. until it has billions of users, like it doesn't need to be totally. that. like something with a thousand users, why does that need to be maximally decentralized? Yeah. Like I just, I don't understand why people think that it makes zero sense. Yeah. I, I, we, we like totally agree with you. And that, um, I think, what was the other thing I was going to say? I just, it just slipped my mind. Um, I forget if I remember, I'll, I'll come back to it. Come uh, back. But yeah, we, we, we like, we totally agree. Um, that, uh, it like, it doesn't, it doesn't have to always be decentralized. I think the, the challenge that, that exists is, and I, and I agree that it doesn't have to be always be decentralized. I'm definitely a, I totally support the speed in the beginning. And in order to have speed, you need centralization. But the challenge is when you come down to funding. And if you fund in a investor VC model, then I wonder how do you decentralize? Like that, I think is where some sometimes there can be challenges because I'm not sure how I'm not a finance guy. So I don't know. Like if you got funding, could you decentralize after that? Like, you know, and this might be a different conversation to have in terms mm -hmm. of the financial and investment setup of equity versus tokens and decentralization. But um but yeah, I think that's that's the one area where I'm not sure how to navigate it. But one example that I've that we've talked about before on the podcast is is Maker. You mentioned Maker before. You know, Maker Maker went back and forth several times. I don't know the full story, but if I'm correct, they started 
decentralized, then they centralized, then they decentralized again. <laughs> so they went back because exactly what you said, they realized that pace was important. So you needed centralization. Mm-hmm. And then once they had enough scale, they were able to decentralize. So I guess my question to you is, do you guys like, and do you guys have a, like a a roadmap? Do you, in terms of like, how do you decentralize? Like, do you guys think about that? Like, is there a framework of what any project could basically take from, to go from centralized to decentralized? Yeah. uh, So we don't have like a step-by-step like like uh, a path here but we do think about this a lot because a, and the main reason we don't have a step-by-step path is there's a lot of different ways that we can go and and as the time comes we'll we'll figure out kind of like what makes most sense for us um i think one of the things with decentralization is uh it's it's oftentimes a binary uh <laughs> descriptor mm-hmm. like is this decentralized or is this not um yeah and right. we think about decentralization kind of in two two large swaths which is still probably two too high level. One is like decentralizing governance and the other is decentralizing data. Um, and most likely we'll see, most likely we'll go the decentralized governance first, right? We're like, we may still be running like a kind of like web two stack, um, but the ownership, the decision-making things like that are done in a decentralized way. Um, so that, that would likely be, be the first step. And uh, we kind of have to figure out like what that path looks like for us. Um, yeah, Maker has, has a pretty good model. Um, Uniswap has like similar models. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're like looking at those. I'm sure we won't follow anything exactly, but um, we're looking at what other people have done in this space successfully because one of the one of the other big issues in the space is all this like uh, like all the tokens that are created create all this speculation. And it's this massive problem for so many projects because it completely obscures whether you're actually doing anything that's valuable or not. Because mm. like, if people think they can make money, especially during a bear or a bull market, um, it, it really obscures like any notion, like do you have product market fit? Which like is fundamentally kind of like all that matters at the end of the day, at least for, uh, for a long-term kind of like sustainable business. Um, so uh, yeah, we're, we're really wary kind of about talking about tokens or about kind of like, like, like coming to that path um, because there's there's a lot there's a lot of issues with it as well, but we think a lot about what um, what decentralized governance um, would look like. Um, then there's the decentralized data piece, which is like typically kind of what people think more of as decentralization, right? Is this thing actually mm-hmm. like like running on chain? Um, again, we we don't know exactly what this will look like. Um, one of the other reasons that we like progressive decentralization is that the infrastructure um, we at least believe the infrastructure right now is not in the place to support a like global scale social network that people expect, right? People expect yeah. real-time feedback. They expect people to like, click like and have it be liked. They expect real-time notifications, even real-time like chat and DMs. And there's just like not, there's like like the, the technology, like you could maybe try to do something, um, but it probably wouldn't be fully decentralized. And it wouldn't be scalable in kind of like the way that we need it. Um, and we think that those uh, standards are going to change because they're, they're changing really fast. Right? Like there's a lot of cool projects that are kind of like out there. They're doing things kind of like in decentralized storage. Um, and uh, we are wary of hitching our cart to the wrong horse um, and really committing and building something kind of like on like, like whatever, whatever the technology is today. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And then two years down the road, something else comes out. It's like, oh man, like we just architected our entire application right. pre-product market fit, but kind of like mm-hmm. around this like one technology um, that now like clearly there's there's a use case that's, or there, there's like a, there's a um, technology that, that fits our use case better. So mm-hmm. that, that's another one of our hesitations with, with jumping into decentralization kind of before product market fit. If I had to put it out there, what I would roughly say is like, find product market fit, figure out how we're going to decentralize government or governance, and then figure out how we're going to decentralize data. Um, again, don't hold this to that. Um, and all those can look very different ways, right? Decentralizing governance doesn't strictly mean a, a token or anything like that, but right. um, that's roughly the path we think about. When you say decentralized data, are you talking about like the content that we're creating and posting on top of GM? Or are you talking like there's also user data, um, which I guess you guys probably don't really collect because we're just connecting with a wallet anyway. So you already have kind of erased that side of it. But there's definitely like the interactions and things we're doing on the site. Is that what you mean by decentralized data? Yeah. So so think like ideally in like in the end state, like like go like way down the road, like that stuff would be decentralized. Yeah. Right. Um, and okay. that would be like, yeah, user data. Um, it'd be like, like user generated content, um, communities, things like that, like, like would be kind of like would be sent decentralized. And I think the, the, the even more important piece to us is that it's user owned. Um, right. And mm-hmm. that comes a lot with decentralization. But one of the issues I think, I think you mentioned this in like your, your, uh, the, the podcast that was just released, like going down the rabbit hole podcast. Um, but like one, one of the, there's, there's two huge issues we see with, with web, web two uh, social networks. One is that they have data monopolies, right? Like mm-hmm. Facebook does not share data with YouTube, does not share data with TikTok, right? Let alone does not share data with like whatever, the startup that's trying to do something new. Um, and we think that really like stifles a ton of innovation kind of like in the space. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, a good case study is, is Twitter with this. In the early days, Twitter had open APIs, all these things were built on top of it, right? The bird came out of other people. Like, like, like the, the like Twitter bird wasn't Twitter. The Twitter mobile app mm-hmm. was like acquired. Um, There's like a lot of things that came out of, of having um, kind of like open APIs and, and data that, that's not kind of like siloed. Um, and then like most Web2 social networks, they realized they can make a ton of money on ads. And if they allowed other clients to build on top of them, they could just filter out ads. Um, so they shut down their APIs and that was kind of like the end of that. Um, I think that that's a, a massive issue and is really holding back kind of like the social space. Mm-hmm. Um, the second big issue is that, uh, current social networks outside made the exception, like YouTube a little bit have an hundred percent take rate, um, which means that all the value that's generated, like all the like eyeballs that are on Facebook, on TikTok, on Instagram, that are seeing ads, um, and that are there seeing ads because of content that other people create. Um, the people who are creating that content don't see any of that, right? Um, Reddit, for example, right? The person who created ETH Finance, who created Wall Street Bets, right? Like they don't see like any of that value. Massive value, right? right? Like mm-hmm. Wall Street Bets mm-hmm. has what? It has like, it doesn't have like, it has like tens of millions of people, mm-hmm. right? Um, and the people who have put like blood, sweat, and tears into like moderating that community, starting that community, creating content in that community, um, see see none of that. And for us, that's that's kind of a huge, kind of like a huge issue and a huge like in a perfect use case kind of for for Web three um, is mm-hmm. actually kind of like the giving one giving communities ways to kind of like monetize um, and actually like see some of that value, and then two giving individuals themselves 
um, kind of ways to uh, kind of get value from from their their content, their work. I love that. And, you know, it's interesting. I like the way you guys are, are kind of doing this of like, let's see where the tech goes, because you're right. The tech is not ready. In Web3, the tech is oh, not ready yeah. for social, not even close. Uh, I mean, the, te- the, the UX of Web3 is absolutely terrible. Yeah. <laughs> I say this yeah. in every podcast, I think. Um, but what's interesting is you have like Lens, who's like kind of on the other spectrum, right? Where they're like, let's mm-hmm. just do it full on. Let's experiment and see what happens, yep. which is cool. Um, but like, you, you can't really, I mean, it's only been launched for like a few weeks or whatever, a few months now. So I don't want to like harp on them at all because uh, I love what Lens is doing. But like, you couldn't go and put a hundred thousand person community on there right now. Like you got to switch over your network every time you want to get in. And then you got to sign every transaction just to like comment. It's crazy. Um, So I like kind of slow playing it, see how it goes, but like integrating in and doing everything you can to be as web three as possible. I'm curious though, um, whether you do go fully decentralized and you decentralize the data or not, we just talked about like what the business model is of big tech, which is basically let's take all your data and then let's sell ads. I asked Brad the same thing here on Lens. What's the business model of GM? If not ads, how do you guys how do you guys make money, or what's yeah. the plan? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, again, a lot of different paths we could go. I, I think a few a few that are um, uh, most top of mind. Um, one is is honestly maybe boring for lack of a better word, um, and is that uh, this, we're kind of in this weird like, not quite like we're not we're not really kind of like. B to C, we're also they're like DAOs aren't like fully businesses, but mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. but there's kind of there's kind of this like hybrid. I think there's potentially a lot of functionality that we could offer um, communities, particularly like larger communities um, mm. that they'd be willing to pay for. So I think a, a very simple, very web two sort of business model um, would be to have premium features. And um, one thing we 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 like talk about some it goes back to the support thing, right? Like potentially like a very simple support system where like every community there's like a support channel and you go to the support channel and it's like you click on like the talk to sales on a website and you're mm-hmm. talking with the community moderators and mm-hmm. like it's verified through like signing a wallet that you're actually talking to community moderators. On the moderator side, they have some like ticketing system where they can see who's talking, they can sign it to people, they can set priorities, something like that, right? Like like just pretty basic way to provide support. Kind of for your community um so that's that's a kind of a simple thing um and there's a there's a lot more that we could kind of offer on so that's kind of like one one route I and mean, this we may end up at a hybrid I, I i don't know but that, that's one route the second is much more um kind of like web3 crypto approaches that potentially taking cuts of transactions and there's mm-hmm. there's a number of different ways that, that this could look um maybe maybe an obvious one um or or, or like first one that, that, that jumps to mind is that it would be pretty natural once we had communities going to facilitate transactions inside of, of GM, right? Like, Hey, like that's cool. NFT, like, let me put an offer on it. Right. right. Um, that like Facebook marketplace has been kind of like quite successful. Um, mm-hmm. that w- there could be something like that on, um, on GM as well. And we could take out those transactions. Another one that we're like really excited about the rec, we, we think a lot about, we're going to like really start making moves on, um, in the next next couple of weeks uh it's kind of like this like uh gm name service um similar to ens but uh i think the thing that's particularly exciting about it is we could actually do it uh we think about it in the context of communities um so uh i think the best way to motivate this is again think about like wall street bets creators of wall street bets see no value and then also think about in this context of that we have uh role-based uh, or like, like token-based roles, right? So if you own a particular whatever, if you own a punk 
in a community, you could be granted right access to whatever, like the, the punk's internal topic or something like that. Um, what we could do, what we, we talked about kind of with this, this GNS is that um, uh, we actually issue NFTs for communities themselves. And that whoever owns the NFT, we give like super admin rights to for a particular community. So whichever wallet owns like the C slash GM NFT, like we would verify that they own that and that would grant that wallet super admin rights to that community. Um, and it actually turns like communities into assets potentially, right? Um, where like, like there is value in being the owner of a large community and that um, that solves a couple of problems, or like, like it doesn't solve problems, but like it addresses a few things for us. One, it again gives community managers, people who create communities, people who like putting work into communities, like an actual asset that accrues value. Two, we could also take a cut of when those assets change hands. Mm-hmm. Potentially even take, potentially even like charge for minting those. We're like, mm-hmm. it seems unlikely we'll do that. Um, and we wouldn't do that solely for a kind of like monetization route. Um, it'd be more about kind of like reducing, um, reducing spam and things like that. But that's also a route that we can monetize. Um, so those are kind of like two high level, like, kind of like routes we could go down in terms of monetization. That role idea, I love. So quick story, four years ago, I was, I think it was four years ago or so, I was a health coach, right? And I built like an online course and a membership and all this. And, uh, and I had a podcast and that, but I was in a bunch of Facebook groups for my ideal customer. And I was just posting content in there. That's how I would get all my clients. Mm. And the guy that owned this Facebook group, which had like 60,000 people in it, it was huge. He DM'd me and he's like, do you want to buy my Facebook group off me and be the mm. admin? And I was like, at first I laughed. I was like, what are you talking yeah. about? And then I was like, wait a minute, I could own this group of 60,000 people. And it was like getting hundreds of people in it every single day. It was yeah. crazy. And I was like, uh, how much? And so he like made me an offer and I was like, okay, hey, how do I do this? Like, how do you, I have to give him money somehow. And then he's mm. got to make me an admin. So like, I ended up getting some like, um, what do you call it? Where you get like an intermediary to like do it. And I yeah. sent him the money and then he had to make me and I bought it off him. It was, it was awesome. Uh, but it was huh. the weirdest experience of my life. Yeah. And Facebook blocked me uh, and shut it all down. <laughs> oh, so wow. And then Kyle got time. rugged by Facebook. Yeah, then I got rugged <laughs> wow. by Facebook. So I mean, wow. <laughs> it was crazy story, but that I can see right now, this role idea with the NFTs is like, oh, that's an immediate, like perfect situation if that would have because it would have been so easy to do it all um, so, easy, so yeah. I, yeah i love that idea it's super smart so cool yeah so there's there's a lot of different things there that, that we're, we're excited about it goes back to your your um kind of question about like differentiation right um and like the things that we can do because we have a wallet linked um that other players like won't be able to do and right. we're not there yet like again we're trying trying to build a lot of like table stakes features which we're pretty close to we're probably honestly like I mean, there'll always be stuff like that. But we're probably like a month or two months away from like really having a lot of those like table stake features done. Um, and then after that is when I'm really excited because it'll start being a lot of these kind of like more kind of differentiated web three native uh, kind of features, some of which will just replace bots on discord, but some of which will be kind of like, like brand right. new functionality. Mm-hmm. Can I put in a feature request? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. All yours. So one of the things that our community has been trying to figure out, we're looking to launch uh, a token as well. It's going to be valueless because we don't want any speculation. We just mm-hmm. want to use it as kind of like a, a point system just as we mm. start forming and structuring the the, mm-hmm. uh, the community. 
And the problem we're having with Discord is, well, we want to be able to like tip or send the tokens to people who are contributing in our community. And it's like, in order to do that, we have to DM them like, yo, what's your Ethereum address? Yeah. Uh, and then we have to keep it on file and like make sure we go and check it. It's like, why can't I just click on their name and like send, you know? Um, so that's whoever builds that. Like there is like a bot that does it, but it only for yeah. a few tokens. Um, mm -hmm. We need that. So GM. I am so excited you brought this up. It's something, we, this is generally something we talk, <laughs> talk a lot about is that okay. this idea of like, like we have this like rep system built in into the platform right, right now, just like, like a pretty basic calculation, kind of like Reddit karma. Um, but uh, this idea of like rewarding community members is something that a lot of community moderators we talk about, ask about like, right. Hey, like we like, like there are people, right. Small number of people who are putting this community on their back. Like we want to recognize them, <laughs> want to reward them, but it's hard. Um, so we, we absolutely like this, this hundred percent is, is in our roadmap, um, to one, make it, um, a lot easier to see who in your community is, is active. Um, there's a lot of cool stuff we could do here where That's you could cool. see people like people in community who are active. You could also see whatever, like if you have a token, how many tokens they own, how long have they held your tokens, things like that. So you could have this like an intersection of cool data there. And then two, making it really easy to, to do airdrops, right? It's like, hey, like, whatever, send a POAP or send an NFT to the first thousand people who joined, right? Or like, mm -hmm. like, send it to like this specific person who have, we're going to do whatever, an NFT for like the top post each week, right? The most interesting post, right? So like, here's, here's a person like send them an NFT. Um, a lot, another one of the things that we, we see as providing a lot of value is potentially helping communities go from like tokenless to tokened. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and they start on GM not having a token. And then when they make the decision, like, hey, we want to have a token, like, like at first, they'll probably be a very manual process that will hold, like, handhold them and, and like do it, but potentially like productionize this where it's like, hey, like, okay, you want like issue a token? Click issue token. Like, what do you want? Do you want ERC20? Do you want ERC71? Boom. Like, how many do you want? Here are the users. How do you want, like, divide it? Do you want, like, upload whatever, like, uh, CSV of addresses, or do you want it to be on GM? sorted by interaction or like, like how do you want to do this and you click issue and like we just like spin all up right kind of in the background right. like send it out so there's there's a ton a ton a ton of, of stuff that we could do there because i think what you just said is something that, that we hear pretty regularly from people who run kind of like active communities right web3 is gonna be so much cooler when all that is actually possible yeah <laughs> it's so much fun yeah <laughs> uh, so as yeah. we as we wrap up here i just have one kind of final question i think jay's got a bunch of like speed round questions for you um yeah. But if we were to just zoom out, um, and I don't know if you have anything to add in here, but just taking a look at where Web3 and social and communication and communities, where that and how that looks five years, 10 years, I don't know, whatever mm -hmm. time frame you want to give, like, how do you think that this all changes? Like right now we're predominantly on Web2 and there's like people playing around in some Web3 stuff, but where do you think this goes? What do you think the big changes are? Um, I think two fundamental changes are, are, are going to happen and they're they're both like like similar and it's kind of like a splintering um one of which is i think this idea of of having multiple clients i think um is going to become a reality in, in one way or another i mean like elon talks about this some even even with twitter um is that it's, it's not just going to be like there is like five social networks and it's it's fundamental it's like all silent i think um someone will will show how valuable it is to have like competition when it comes to, to clients and things like that. Um, I think that will be kind of like a, the, the long-term winning architecture. Hmm. Um, I think the second thing we, we, we didn't touch on this, but I think the second thing that, that we see is I think there's gonna be kind of like a splintering of identities um, kind of in, in social, I think right now it's kind of like, like hybrid, like some people do this, right. Where they'll have like different, like 
synonymous accounts for for different interests um, in their life. Um, but we're not really there like a lot of us, myself included, mm-hmm. kind of just have like a single real identity account. Um, I think we'll increasingly see, particularly as like generations grow up, um, who are like born like truly into like a very like like uh, social, um, like digital social world. Um, mm-hmm. People have like multiple identities online, right? They might have a work identity. They might have their sports fan identity. They might have their professional, or I guess that work. They might have like some identity on like whatever for for their community, a particular project they're working on. Um, I think we're going to see that like become increasingly more more common. Super interesting to think about that. I don't know how that we should have a whole podcast yeah. about how that <laughs> plays out. And we've had had multiple yeah. conversations on the podcast. Uh, our podcast that is coming out this week is with Disco XYZ, and they're doing a lot of work around identity. Uh, we've yeah, we've we've talked to Unstoppable Domains and their thoughts mm. on identity, and it's, it's really uh, interesting. Very very interesting. Yeah. All right. Any final questions, Kai? Before I jump into the speed round, let's head to speed round. Okay, let's do it. Um, what's one F- NFT you'll never sell? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I have a squiggle that I bought at peak, peak prices. (laughs) (laughs) Like genuinely, I think I hit the peak within two weeks. Honestly, (laughs) it's it's the most it's the most down bad I've I've really been. Um, But I I love our blocks. Um, I think what they do is like so unbelievably be like cool. Um, especially mm-hmm. when you dive into like how they're different from other um, NFT projects and other kind of like mm-hmm. algorithmically like generated NFT project is like incredible and mm-hmm. Squirrel's like like being the first I think it's 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 really really cool but uh, down bad. <laughs> I love it. I love it. That's great. Yeah, big fan <laughs> of Art Blocks as well. Uh, what's another Web three other than GM? Another Web three project you're excited about? Could be crypto, could be NFT, could be a DAO, could be anything. Hmm. Good question. Um, a few different answers for this. Um, one, uh, a DeFi protocol I learned about kind of a while ago. It was one of the ones that honestly got me really excited about a DeFi originally. It's called Alchemix. Um, yeah. It's like a self-repaying loan. I, it's like it. It's it just seems like like such a good use kind of of, of DeFi, and um, I follow it some. Um, and it's, it's exciting. So, uh, that's one, um, another one I like, I really like wine. Um, and there's this, there's this, uh, Dow that just issued, uh, an NFT called Avinco, I think, Avinco. Um, okay. and they have some like winery in Napa and like, I don't know, it's, I'll see where it goes. Definitely. This is not, this is not. Uh, financial advice by um, well, obviously you're down bad don't listen <laughs> <laughs> um but i i think i there's a lot in this space i'm like obviously like constitution down is like the first one like kind of like really kicked a lot of this off there's um uh what's the golf course one that there's Link, uh, links uh, out. yeah links out right yeah, there, there's a lot that are kind of like interesting in this space that like to be totally honest i don't really understand how the financials work like it doesn't like it doesn't compute to me um which is part of where I'm like, I, I go in um, kind of expecting, I don't know, 100% loss, but I'm really interested in kind of like what that, like, I, I'm really interested in like what it could turn into because it's like that, that intersection is something I think that has yet to really be kind of like figured out and nailed down. So projects mm-hmm. like that, even though I like don't 
quite get how the like financials work. I'm really interested to see how they play out because I think there's a lot of potential, um, but mm-hmm. I just don't quite know what it's going to look like in the end. Cool. One thing you've bought recently for under $100 that has brought you joy and it does not have to be a digital product. It can be a physical product. Oh, probably a bottle of wine. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I like wine. Um, been drinking a lot of like, like Lambrusco. It's like a, like a sparkling red that I really enjoy. Ooh. And they're, they're like, it's, it's nice because like, like even like good Lambruscos are still like 15 or $20. So they're not, they're not that expensive. And in nice. hot summer days, it's very enjoyable to have like a, like a chilled spark of bread. <laughs> Central Park, New York, hot yeah, sunny exactly. days. Yeah, sounds, so sounds like pretty chill, nice. Yeah. Very nice. Uh, you, you mentioned, this is my, my final question. Uh, you mentioned early on in the, uh, in the podcast that, that you guys, what you initially started doing has changed along the way. And I think that's just such Absolutely. a valuable lesson for founders and operators right now is, uh, and probably one of the biggest takeaways I had from NFT NYC was the only way to learn is to jump in to do, and you don't need to know the, the end result. You just got to sort of take the next step and learn along the way. Um, so if you had a billboard to any web three founder or any, any person that's getting involved in web three and this billboard, your advice, what would, what would you put on that billboard? Um, it's a tough one. Two things, two things that have, that I, I think about have thought about recently that have, I, I've like internalized and wish that I had like thought of, or like, like understood sooner. Um, one is that this is <laughs> so sound kind of funny when I say, it, but like the the bar for people caring about things is much lower than I thought it was. Mm. Like I like it's it's and it's it's easy. It was easy for me to think that like you needed to have something radical, something totally different, something really exceptional for people to care. Um, and the reality is, like it, it's it's hard to get people to care for sure. But um, I'm consistently surprised with gm at like how much people seem to like care and be interested and ask questions um and i think i was kind of like i don't know it's like it's like the fear of failure the fear of people like not mm-hmm. caring putting yourself out there putting mm-hmm. like energy into something and then people are like why are you doing this like it, like who cares um and web in particular i think is it's incredible for that like people are so supportive um it's, it's honestly incredible. So that, that's the biggest, big thing. That's the first big thing I would say is that like the bar for people like caring about something is, is much lower than, than it seems like it, it is. Um, the second thing is exactly what you said. Like, like creativity innovation is in, is in the process. Um, it's not like an epiphany moment um, mm-hmm. that GM the way it is right now is not like, like we, two months ago, we had like, okay, we know our path. Like that's what we're doing. We did it for a month. <laughs> And we're like, wait, like we got, and this was on me. Like, like Mike, I always tease, I always like joke with Mike that Mike's always like six weeks ahead on, of me on product. Cause I'll like push back on Mike's ideas. And then like six weeks later, I come back like, no, you're right. Like we should. <laughs> <laughs> um, and this is like exactly what happened. Like we were like, okay, like 
we need to focus more on like getting communities built, like getting them like onboarded, things like that. And we like, we tried it, we learned a ton. We're like, okay, no, like the reality is like the product isn't where it needs to be. Like we don't have those table stakes features. And that has like shifted our focus. Like, okay, like now we just need to build. Um, so like, that's by far the biggest thing is that mm -hmm. um, starting somewhere, um, like wherever it is, like start and it, it's absolutely going to change. And like the innovation happens in that process, right? Like the innovation mm -hmm. doesn't happen upfront. Like the innovation is like, comes with the process and the doing. Um, mm -hmm. And that's also something that I wish I, I had kind of internalized or, or known sooner. That's awesome. There's a couple, couple of really good quotes there that we'll for sure want to pull out and share. I <laughs> uh, want to give you a chance to, tell people where they can find you online, uh, give your shill, anything uh, you want to ask to the audience, how they can get involved with GM. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so uh, websites, gm.xyz. Um, go there, check it out. Like I said, you have to like, sign with, with ETH, but check it out. Um, there's a C slash GM community. Uh, that's kind of like the community for like us, for like the GM product. Tons of people share feedback. Um, we build in the open, like we're, we're strong believers in building the open. We share designs before we even start on them. We share roadmaps, we share features, we share demos, and we ask for community feedback and all the time community feedback um, impacts our roadmap, impacts what we build, impacts what it looks like. Um, so if you're interested, like, like yeah, sign in and like, like give us, um, give us all, as much feedback as, as you want is genuinely like the most, the most helpful thing. Um, Twitter, uh, gm.xyz on Twitter. It's so like gm.xyz. Um, comes to Twitter, we do the same thing. Ask for feedback, share a bunch of demos, things like that. Um, you can find me at Grant Magdance, um, M-A-G-D-A-N-Z um, on Twitter as well. That's us. Awesome. We will put all those links in the show notes. Grant, this has been awesome. Really, really appreciate you coming on the show. This is, uh, I feel like we're going to need a part two and I was going to say six months, but it might be in, in one month at the pace that <laughs> these are moving. Let's do it. Yeah. No, this is awesome. Thank you, much. Thanks, Grant. Thank you for listening to Web3 Academy. We hope this helps you along your Web3 journey. And if it does, please share this episode and subscribe so you don't miss the next one. By the way, if you have yet to join the Discord community, you are missing out. This is where all the magic happens. This is where we learn, where we ask questions, where we network. Uh, you want to be in there. The link to join is in the description below. And finally, a quick disclaimer. Nothing in this podcast was financial advice. Crypto and Web3 can be risky. You can literally lose it all. In fact, if you invest on account of what we say, you probably will lose it all. So don't do that. In all honesty, the point of this podcast is to remove the noise of markets and price and focus on utility and implementation anyway. So you should not take any of this as financial advice. Thank you, friends, and see you in the next one.